0: Introduction. I hope you all had your lunch and a little bit sleepy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Egyptians are well known for their Egyptians are well known for their wit and humor. They are referred to by most of Arabs as children of jokes. Jokes have played an essential role in Egyptians' everyday lives. During an interview with an amateur comedian, he said, Egypt can be a very frustrating place to live in. People who have no sense of humor just immigrate. <laughs> this is just speaking about jokes in, in general. Egyptians have always made fun of their autocratic leaders through thousands of political jokes. Jokes have always provided a weapon for Egyptians to fight silencing. And through jokes, they seek temporary relief from oppression. As for the revolution, jokes have acted like symbols of the revolution. And they have so much changed since the beginning of the revolution, and this is what we're spotting. This presentation actually analyzes jokes linguistically and examines them as narratives of events. After the stepping down of Mubarak, and scuffs echo. Jokes provide the perspective of the participants. They are, as one author says, an autobiographical ethnography that provides the culture from inside out, and not from outside in, meaning from the people's sentiment and heart. These jokes show how people in Midan al responded and reacted to the everyday events. <coughs> the first part of this study about jokes focused on the first 18 days of the revolution. Actually, this study spotted joy, spotted hope, spotted humor. And the question that, raised, that was raised at that part of the study, which was the initial part of the study, was, is this a laughing revolution, a taurat dahika, to foreigners, to non-Arabic speaking people, to, is it funny in translation? This was the question. However, this question has changed in the second part of the study, with all the The ongoing events that have taken place since the revolution, since the end of the 18 days until now, the question that imposes itself is is it still a laughing revolution? Okay. Okay, just a second. This is my colleague Allegra who has worked with
1: me on translating the, on translating the jokes and she will have her part. For me the hardest jokes were the ones with the sort of Islamic reference uh, to traditions or teachings that I hadn't learned in school or experienced in my time in the Middle East. So for these jokes I relied more on my colleagues to explain to me the terms and the culture um, and then I helped them to transit them to a foreign non-Muslim audience. I think there are many levels to understanding jokes, from merely laughing like a child because everyone else is, to getting bits and pieces, to appreciating multiple layers of a joke. This project opened my eyes to new aspects of jokes I had long since laughed at without ever fully understanding the subtle layers of references. Nearly scanning the mass amounts of material, we had at our fingertips exposed me to a ton of jokes to the extent that I was able to uh, recognize them when they came up in conversation. And uh, exchange them with Egyptians. As a long time student of Arabic, there is little more fulfilling than properly delivering a joke and getting a laugh out of a native speaker. And
0: this is my other colleague, Hassan, and this is his part.
1: It's necessary when studying a language. This research project has pulled me deeper into the Egyptian culture and allowed me to take part in it in a new way. An example of this came up when I was sitting with a group of Egyptian friends. One of them received a text message on his phone, checked the message, and then read the message out loud, except the group off laughing. What he read was a joke that goes, Suleyman, meaning, the guy behind Omar Suleiman nominates Hazem al Ismail before the presidency. What makes this joke funny is the cultural reference to the guy behind Omar Suleiman before the presidency. <laughs> This joke came out of a time when the set parties thought they had won a legal victory and prevented their candidate, Abu Ismaili, from being kicked out of the election. For my liberal-minded friends, this joke mocked Abu Ismaili's victory and gives the jokers a sense of power and agency in difficult times. Without this project, I would not have understood this joke, despite my level of Arabic, because I would not have understood the cultural references in it. This project allowed me to join my friends in laughter, and also see how this joke can unite friends and give them a small victory over otherwise frustrating
0: So when we first started this project uh, to continue working on jokes in the second part of the revolution, We were faced by an overwhelming amount of jokes instantly while events were taking place. So we had many challenges. We had to select a criteria for for choosing our jokes. So we decided together that we are going to make a timeline and we are going to select some jokes that represent the events. But then we decided that we would take these jokes as representatives of reactions of Egyptians in the street to the events. This is the timeline that we, um, that we um, planned. We started from August 2011 and ended up in March um, 2012. Of course, <coughs> tons of events have taken place during that time and we will be for the presentation purposes we will be very selective. In august twenty eleven, this was when Mubarak's trial took place, and we have to put the in order to put the joke into context, since february twenty eleven till august twenty eleven Egyptians were sure that SCAF We're protecting Mubarak, and the trial is not taking place. SCAF was just giving promises, empty promises, to Egyptians. So people had to go protest, protest, protest. And then finally, it took place August 2011. And then finally, we found Mubarak in this dramatic scene in his Lacoste talk. And lots of translation for this scene can be written, but. Just for for the for purposes of presentations we have to be very quick. This is the joke. Farid Diblu Mubarak La Mal Adis <laughs> allah Okay. Farid Dib is Mubarak's lawyer. He is um, he is the most expensive lawyer in Egypt, one of the most sly, clever, intelligent lawyers. And this joke makes a dialogue between Mubarak and Farid al This joke puts Mubarak in the place of the married wife who is seeking a divorce, but she can't get it. So she had to go for Al-Khula, which is a kind of divorce. Maybe we can talk about that afterwards. But the picture that we have is A little dialogue between this lawyer and this woman we will understand that this woman is a little bit uneducated poor weak in this culture and she cannot pronounce well the classical Arabic and this is the term used it's very religious it's very legal language that um, those ladies don't have so this joke makes this picture this image between Mubarak and Farid deep and he's whispering into his ears when the lawyer asks you you have to say Ahafu alla Allah. now this joke also puts Mubarak in the feminine part <clears throat> he's taking the feminine um, uh, the feminine part of this week uneducated lady who cannot pronounce the modern standard Arabic very well. And this lady is married to Egypt. Egypt is a feminine word, however, in this joke, it is acting like the masculine, it's taking the masculine role. She's the one who is giving the divorce. Okay. This is just a sample of, of how people reacted to Mubarak's trial in August 2011. September 2011 another event took place, and this event was Tantawi 's visit to al Tahrir in a suit for the first time ever. Tantawi appears without his military uniform, greeting people, laughing, talking to people. People understood this as a message from him that he is seeking. Um, popularity, he is seeking maybe presidency, he is seeking something that people didn't understand. So, all of a sudden, right in September 2011, tilbis badla, tilbis boxer, yasput, yasput, hukm and this was everywhere <laughs> in the Delta. <America. laughs> now, um, this joke was a challenge for us to translate. Our challenge was. This is a literal translation, put on your suit, put on your boxers, down, down with military rule. But we decided to go for another type of translation to keep the rhyme between the Arabic word boxer, which is the English word boxers, and al-askar. Both words rhyme in this language, so we tried to go for a smoother translation that keeps the rhyme. Wear your boxers, wear your suit, we're giving ska, the book. This is what we, what we reached. Now this joke um, puts the beginning of deterioration of the relationship between people and Tantawi field marshal, Tantawi in person, not just Scaff. Yaskut just yes, put Askar down with military rule was everywhere every, every all the time. However, this joke narrates the beginning of the deterioration of the relation with the person himself. This is personally this is a personal attack to Field Marshal Tantawi. And then, after this joke took place everywhere by the mobiles and on Facebook and everywhere, this is what we found on the streets, we started to find, we started to find a picture, actually, of Tantawi in his boxes. And people designed special boxes for him. He had, like, airplanes on his boxes. And the suit. This was his first appearance with a suit, not in his military. And then the other picture or the other image, also in his boxes. And this is really an, a mark in the relationship between Tantawi in person and people. October 2011. Very sad events took place, as um, as Beam, uh, said in the very beginning. These were the Maspero events. These events, very quickly, just to contextualize the, the joke, took place in a very famous street in Cairo, Maspero. Cops um, started to go to the street, to Maspero Street, asking for some rights, and then they were faced by the military um, people attacking them. And then, milit- and then um, Egyptian media, or the official media, unfortunately covered these events in a very bad way. People at home were watching this as an attack of copts against the army. People were called upon in media to go and protect their army. So by this, media and SCAF created a real problem between Muslims and Christians in Maspero Street. And for the first time since February 2011, Egyptian blood was shed in this street. these were really sad events by that time egyptian people were not only aware were just sure that mubarak is still in rule now this picture uh, this joke is min omar seliman wal rajl illi wara omar seliman fi hadhihi al dhuruf al asiba qarrar al majlis al askari takhlihi an al sulta wa taslim husni mubarak idarat shuun al bilad <laughs> now, this joke is making fun of um, breaking news, of media language. It's making fun of Omar Suleiman, which I will be talking about very briefly now. This joke is very sad. Egyptians are sure that Skaf and Mubarak are just playing the ball with authority. Mubarak handed Skaf authority, and then by these events, Skaf are handing or is handing Mubarak authority once again. It's using the same language that was used by Omar Suleiman exactly um, with all its levels of Arabic, the classical, and the Amiya or the colloquial. This is the very famous Raghulul Very quickly, just to contextualize Omar um, Suleiman, people just left what he was talking about. He was here announcing Omar Suleiman, here, the vice president at that time. He was announcing Mubarak stepping down. People just ignored him and started, who is this guy behind Omar Suleiman? Who is this man? And then all of a sudden, right on the spot, people started to talk about Now, people started to think of this man as the, like the, he's the one who has the threads, and he's the one who is managing the puppets. So his pictured in this, In December 2011, another important event took place, and this event was the Muslim Brotherhood's victory in the parliament. This joke turned out to be true now, but at that time, in December 2011, this joke was a prediction from Egyptians in the streets. Of course, Egyptians who are, who are against the Muslim Brotherhood's taking over. So this joke was a prediction of what will happen when Muslim Brotherhood or Islamists in general take over. And again, it's using the language of the media. It starts by or breaking news. After the landslide victory in Parliament, the Muslim Brotherhood has decided to make the following changes in Egypt. Now, people were predicting that they are going to handle very trivial matters of Egypt and forget about the major problems that we are facing. It turned out to be right now. However, by that time, in December 2011, this was just a prediction. The Ring Road will be renamed the State Path. And I have to mention very quickly that al-Mustaqim is a very religious, uh, Quranic version, and people. And this joke is making fun of how, um, of how, um, uh, people in authority now are using or misusing religion and religious terms. Um,
1: All
0: <laughs> insults will be simplified in one insult. May God smite you. And for the time matters, I would just have to proceed. But this is just a very quick. One. In February and in March 2012, this was the dawn of the presidential nominations. At that time, hundreds of people were nominating themselves to be presidents. And at that time, also, people in authority started to use the term tawafuqi. This person is going to be the president. This president will be tawafuqi, and by tawafuqi, they meant that this person will be able to deal with Islamists, will be able to deal with non-Islamists, will be able to deal with everyone, and everyone in Egypt will agree upon, which is, of course, people made fun of this. Term, Fuki and here is the joke. Is it a boy or a girl doctor? It's a bipartisan. <laughs> there are other jokes, but I'm not sure about the time. If we can, you can take cover this or time. not, Keep I, will, going. <laughs> will just, I will just jump to Did the. To the yeah. conclusion, no, no, that go back to the joke. It's fine. Yes. I think we all agree. Yeah. <laughs> the solution, according to the party partisan president, will be: Amr Musa will run the country Saturdays and Sundays. Then Ahmed Shafi will go and run the country Mondays, Tuesdays. Omar Suleiman will run them only on Wednesdays oh, and Thursdays. And then people will hold on a million man march to bring them all down every Friday. <laughs> so al-halib now this term is not used anymore. It just vanished. But by that time, not only jokes were making fun of this term that came up from authority, which was ara isetawafuki, but also articles. All intellectuals were attacking this term. What what do we mean by tawafuki? What do you, as authority, mean by tawafuki? And it was like now it just disappeared from from literature, but it is still documented in those jokes. And okay, I will just um, go to the conclusion. And I will have to say that after all these events, actually they were terrible events were taking place. And believe me, living in these events sounds so different than just talking about them here in Oxford. They are, it really feels different. And after talking about all these events and listening to all these jokes, which, is, which are just samples of the, of the jokes, there are tons of them we would reach a conclusion that um, narrating through jokes, we we found out that jokes reflect disappointment. They reflect anger. They reflect, um, I don't want to say depression, but opposed to the very beginning of the revolution when those jokes reflected humor, joy, hope. There's a big difference between jokes at that time and now at that time in 2020. Of course, there are tons of jokes now for the presidential elections, and this is going to be like another paper later. <laughs> right. Thank you. Guys.